0: Hello, goddesses, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Goddess podcast. This week, we are going to talk about reclaiming your power after sexual trauma. So, we do just want to pop a little trigger warning here for that, and also to say that what we discuss in this episode comes from personal experience and is not medical advice. So if you feel like you are struggling with PTSD or any symptoms of sexual trauma, then please consult a doctor or a professional. And on that note, let's get stuck into the episode.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Everyday Goddess podcast. This week we have Shay with us. She's going to be talking to us about how to heal your relationship with your body if you've um, experienced any form of sexual trauma, which I feel like... Like a lot of us women especially have. Um So yes, welcome Shay. <laughs> Thanks for having me guys. <laughs> You're
0: welcome, thank yeah. you for joining us. We like to start with some quick fire questions to yeah. get oh things god. going. Oh, oh my
2: god, god do you? Do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so our first question, literally whatever comes to your mind, is what makes you feel
2: alive? Dancing, 100% um yeah just moving and just putting on some like really good music probably some music that I used to listen to when I was a teenager and just like not giving uh flying but like just having a good time (laughs) feeling yourself you know yes swearing is allowed here (laughs) okay okay (laughs) (laughs) um
0: um, what is your favorite self-care ritual
2: probably a good old bath um i know that you guys like your baths as well um yeah probably a good old bath with lots of essential oils and yeah lots of sprinkly herbs and things to put in there and some candles and stuff yeah you can't go wrong with it
1: i know. winner
2: it (laughs) always makes me feel better
1: okay what is your favorite mantra or affirmation
2: oh you know i don't do many affirmations Um, do you know what I do instead, which I might, I might change the question a little bit, but like, I have like a phrase when I am struggling and it's really, really simple. It's not even like, wow, this is amazing. It's literally just tomorrow is a new day. Like Mm -hmm. I I say it to myself all the time. I just feel like you just start again. Like it's just a fresh slate and tomorrow is a new day and you can just, yeah, like move on from what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of like my mantra, I guess. I like
1: that I feel like that's almost like like yeah looking to the future and like being like things can be more positive but also like a form of self-forgiveness if you feel like you're having a bad day and you're like yeah just being like no tomorrow's a new day and I can show up differently or life could be different yeah
2: Yeah. it's so simple and I always imagine it's like um you know older well me now telling like my inner child that like it's it's okay Mm. like tomorrow's a new day you'll be okay
0: Oh, that is so cute (laughs)
2: um
0: the next one is what's your favorite piece of advice for others
2: um (laughs) tomorrow's a new day no I was Um, thinking that I was like this
0: kind of fits into the next question
2: um advice I think probably something around like connecting again it's about like inner child stuff so like collect connecting with your inner child and doing things that you used to love when you were younger Um, I think that's just really important for healing Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think many people even know what they used to like doing when they were younger and like tapping into that Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that it just brings about like you know joy in life like connecting to your inner child and feeling playful and kind of learning about the world with a fresh pair of eyes and I think that it's really important to do that and you start living presently as well when you kind of yeah feel that kind of childlike mentality
1: yeah I think
2: literally in a child is the quickest way to get to joy mm-hmm.
1: like just being silly like playing yeah yeah, <laughs> literally like playing just being silly. <laughs> yeah anything <laughs> I used to love bogeys when I was a kid
0: Bogey! <laughs> Did you used to play it? Yeah. We've played um, it like recently.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: we've, yeah, we've played it in the past, like, what, maybe a year or two?
1: Oh, we've definitely done it pretty recently. Like, yeah. Just,
0: just through the town centre.
2: <laughs> I have not played bogeys like what? since I was a child. This is something I'm going to do now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this is your inspiration.
1: <laughs> Instantly, you're a child again and you're just like yeah. so silly. You're just yeah. like yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You're just like cracking up, and you just don't care as well. It's just kind of like that innocence. Like, who actually cares? Like, what do yeah. they think about yeah. you as well? Like, yeah. And also, they probably do like like it. They're like, oh, 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 I remember that game. <laughs> so yeah. It's like something yeah. like collectively, we all laugh at. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: spreading joy to the world.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the final quick five question is: What is your favorite thing that you love about yourself?
2: I physically or mentally or spiritually (laughs) it is completely up to you okay Um, mm, 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 mm. I love my resilience um I think that I just like I just continue like I just carry on um which I think is amazing (laughs) I'm always like wow you went through that and you're still here well done (laughs) so yeah I think it's just like my perseverance my resilience like I'm just proud of myself I think oh yes I love to hear (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: so the first question we wanted to ask is just a bit about like your background or where you come from obviously only like the amount of depth you want to go into but like in terms of sexual trauma where you the space that you can't come from just so we have like yeah yeah
2: when i was about 14 years old um i was sexually assaulted by someone that i trusted um it was a friend of a family members and um yeah it it just really impacted me obviously as a 14 year old and um, from then on really um, and kind of what hit me most out of all of it wasn't probably the the incident itself it was actually how everyone dealt with it around me um, because I wasn't when I told people and I opened up to family um I wasn't believed which obviously is really horrible um and there was a lot of like victim blaming as well um a lot of misogyny a lot of um yeah what did you do to make that happen and um let's not ruin his life um that kind of thing which is just we've all kind of like heard this um before it's that kind of like deep misogyny um but yeah I think that The main incident happened, but it was kind of how throughout my whole teenage years, I was kind of treated and I internalised a lot. And so nothing really came up properly um, until like years later. Um, And it's actually funny. I was reflecting about this recently that I think that so I had an abortion um, two years ago, maybe three years ago now, and um, my sexual trauma, like literally, just came out during that time, um, and I had to get therapy because of it. And obviously, there's like a, a big link between sexual trauma and and like abortions and that kind of thing, just because that is your, you know, your womb space and that area in general, and there being some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of negative thing that's happened. You know, obviously, like I'm very happy that that's happened now there's no feelings of regret but um yeah like a lot of feelings and emotions came up afterwards and I think it's because I obviously didn't deal with it when I was a teenager and I carried it for so long um so that's kind of the main I guess thing that's happened um I think as women we often we've all experienced sexual trauma to lots of different degrees like it happens literally every day to some level um, and so I think that we need to kind of take that into account that it's not often just one thing that happened that's happened it's kind of like a build-up of many things and kind of how people have treated you over time and how you've understood your sexual trauma as well um, and how that's kind of like resided within you like if it's kind of been built up in your body and it's like laid stagnant in there or if you just haven't ever spoken about it and maybe you've, um, you know, forgotten bits about it or something. So, yeah, I think it's different for everyone, but that's, yeah, that's what happened to me. Um,
1: How do you feel the trauma, like, manifested within your body then? Do you feel like <laughs> it was, like, a conscious thing or whether it was, like, a more physical...
2: Kind yeah, of yeah, thing? I think, so I... I've always had um, like gut problems Um, I've always had like problems within my stomach and like pain Um, but definitely when I was a teenager I experienced like the most excruciating like stomach problems Um, like you know pains before like PMS kind of pains but just absolutely like wriggling and pain because it was just so strong um, and I think that that's probably something to do with it now looking back um, but a lot of things that I kind of experienced was stuff around sex um, and how, how I felt during sex um, but also stuff in like my day-to-day to to do with like my memory and um, like viewing the world. I experienced a lot of like derealization or depersonalization. So like feeling like you are not here, like almost like you're observing your body, um, which is a symptom of PTSD. Um, And I still experience that very much so now. Um, There's times where like, I'm just, just it's really odd I don't know if either of you have experienced it but like suddenly just be like it's like I'm watching myself from like a bird's eye view and then time just goes by and I'm noticing what's happening and I'm just like this is really odd and I just don't feel like I'm there Um, memory lapses is massive Um, I don't really have flashbacks but I when I get triggered I kind of stay in this mentality where I'm very much you know flight or fright kind of situation um, and I can feel my body kind of tense up and I can be triggered. It's mainly to do with, you know, feeling unsafe around men, or if there is some sort of you know, getting cackled or that sort of stuff, or just feeling maybe past pers- like intimate with someone and, um, yeah, just not feeling safe in that moment. Um, but the stuff to do with sex, I mean, I think I've healed a lot from it now, but in the past... I remember just crying afterwards, like just weeping after sex um, and also disassociating, just kind of like completely blanking out and just not knowing what's happening and just kind of like, you know, in that state of like numbness, um, which is really horrible because sex is great <laughs> yeah. and you want to enjoy
1: it. and. Um, I- I- just feel like for women like so many of our like first experiences sexually which like create the foundation for your sex life you know that's where everything is growing from in your sex life like so many of us are coming from a space of like you said you know being violated when we're young and we can't fully kind of intellectualize what happened to us or like you said, we have to internalize it and then we end up blaming or shaming ourselves um and that's like the core of our sexual experiences because that's where it's begun and then like obviously like you said so many women are then experiencing dissociation like i i, I was sexually assaulted uh i think i was maybe 12 or 13 and that was like the first time a man had ever put his hands on my body and it was it was an assault. and it's like that's created foundation for me now as an adult if someone ever like a man is ever putting his hands on me and I think I've only started to make those connections recently
2: yeah it's (laughs) Um, it's so sad it's honestly like because yeah how do how do we relearn like how do we kind of you know reshape those very beginning stages where we're learning about sex like it is it's it's just sad and I just feel for like (laughs) all of us because yeah. it is the the story of so many. Like whenever you do talk about these kind of things with other women, they're like, Yes, me too. And yeah. it's horrible. You're like, What? Like well, it, it I've only be...
1: in the last six months of my life realized that I dissociate when I have sex or mm-hmm. I was dissociating. And it's like, how was I having all of this? sexual experience for the last 10 years of my life and not realizing that I'm not fully present and I'm not fully enjoying it yeah Yeah.
0: I think it's not taught though like that's for me like I've definitely had bad experiences but at the time I didn't really realize it was wrong or like I knew I felt uncomfortable but you weren't really taught like oh if you feel uncomfortable like you can say no or like I just feel like those sort of things weren't really taught yeah. or the fact that like yeah you should be in your body you should be enjoying yourself and you should be having fun like sex education for me was just like make sure you wear a condom like get someone to wear a condom so that you don't get an STI. Yeah this is what <laughs> gonorrhea like...
2: looks like guys like <laughs> yeah. it's honestly the worst I, I completely agree with you like I think especially as women we were just told well as, as girls we were just told like like it's it's all for the men yeah. and you will receive no pleasure. You'll just get a baby out of it. And then that's yeah. that. where it's actually like, you know, it's, it's great. And it is very pleasurizing. And like, I think that part of our healing as women is going along this path of sexual liberation. Um, But it's just so backwards because society doesn't teach us that at all. And it teaches boys that it's like masturbation. Great. Like do that. Mm. Porn. Great. <laughs> yeah. When actually it's under, it's like, it's working against us it's completely informing toxic toxic masculinity um and yeah misogyny
0: yeah there's like so much shame it's weird because like masturbation for men it's like yeah it's like an average part of your day whereas for women there's so much more shame attached to it like yeah and it's just Our bodies as
1: well are like meant to be like, like able to tap into far more sexual pleasure yeah mm.
2: how many synapses or whatever
1: do yeah. You have yeah
2: down there yeah. yeah like with the nerves to, and stuff yeah. we have
1: different types of orgasms and we can have like multiple of them like there's mm. so much like untapped and I feel like you know as women yeah we're not even like scratching the surface because no. we're like worrying about whether they're in, like the man's enjoying himself or or
0: just not even realizing it's a thing like yeah. I feel like God, I, I know you said we're not taught about it, like genuinely in A level biology. It was like, this is what sex is. Spoke about the man orgasming, nothing to do with like, and a woman orgasms too. Like that just wasn't even spoken about. Yeah. It's like they're literally teaching you it's for the man. And yeah. that's at, at school.
2: Yeah. It's still so like caveman times. It is. It's like, it is. just because a man comes it means it's real females we don't know if it's real it's it it's actually a myth you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like we've spoken a bit about dissociation but could you maybe um explain what dissociation is and like what symptoms of it might be so that anyone who could be experiencing it that isn't sure could have some clarity
2: around yeah yeah, sure I mean I've spoken about my experiences but I actually have (laughs) I did get up the symptoms um, online because I, I want to you know give the best information as possible and I'm probably going to forget a few things but um okay symptoms of dissociation having an outer body experience um feeling like you're a different person at times feeling like your heart is pounding or you're lightheaded feeling emotionally numb or detached feeling little or no pain Um, Having an altered sense of time, not remembering how you got somewhere, having tunnel vision, hearing voices in your head. See, that's this is one I didn't even know about, which is really interesting. Having intense flashbacks, um, becoming immobile. Um, So I guess that's like a catatonic state. You know, you're just completely frozen. um, Yeah, frozen. Getting absorbed absorbed into fantasy world that seems real yeah
1: yeah I definitely have experienced a few of those myself.
2: yeah like it's interesting when you look them up and you're like oh well wow, there's more tick. than just one that tick. I yeah <laughs> um
1: so how did you go about starting to kind of reclaim your like sexual life from this experience, from this PTSD and trauma that was like dictating your sex
2: life? Um, I think because it happened a lot later, um, so it was only kind of very recently, I think, that I've kind of been able to reclaim my power and it's definitely a journey. Um, But I think there's lots of different ways that I kind of feel has helped. Um... I think understanding my body has really helped and kind of regaining trust and um, just feeling in tune, just feeling connected with my own body um, and trusting it like as it, it, we have a communication there. It works the way that I want. I am in control of it. Um, no one's gonna take that away from me um, and kind of like repairing things that have happened or like thoughts that I had after the incident so believing that um you know because so basically because when it happened and because I was a child I think I've had to kind of teach myself and reclaim things that I thought or I felt that I had taken away from me. So I felt like my childhood was taken away from me. I felt like my innocence was taken away from me. I felt like I had to grow up really quickly. So all of those things I've been kind of doing as an adult. So I've been, like we were saying earlier, um, I think it is about dancing. I think it is about being silly. I think it is about like not caring about what other people think of you. Um, tapping back into my creativity, things that I loved doing when I was younger and reaching out to that inner child that was so hurt and being like, it's okay, I'm here, like, I'm, we're going to live life the way that we've always wanted to um, and doing all the things that I love. I think that obviously dancing and moving is a massive, massive thing um, with trauma and PTSD, um, you know, trauma can get stored in your body until you actually get it out. Um, And it's important to do that in the way that you enjoy as well. So dancing for me, um, like yoga, stretching, that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, I've really enjoyed that journey and seen where it's taken me. Um, I think that along with building that trust and that connection comes with just noticing how your body feels in the present moment and and like that communication comes from those kind of times so with meditation with mindfulness knowing like okay so I've noticed that when I hang around this particular group of people this person my stomach feels weird and I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to trust that feeling and maybe I won't hang out with them anymore you know it's about kind of understanding that it's telling you something and i think that you have to build that mind body spirit connection um in that way that that was broken like
1: you said you're creating trust then with your inner child because your inner child is like you keep me safe and i trust now that we're safe which obviously creates that safety that was taken away from you um and then yeah like you said teaching your inner child that there is joy to be had still um, and then listening to your body and then your body then, then you're creating that trust as well with your body again where you're not so disconnected
2: mm-hmm. it's a whole journey I'm sure it's a like, whole journey yeah we've all been on these you know similar kind of paths and stuff and it's it is really difficult because also I'm just going to put it out there like it's so hard to like trust your body and it's so hard to listen to your body it's like is this anxiety and should I listen to this or is it the McDonald's that I just ate like is (laughs) it no things can get confusing as well and I think that I often like throughout this journey it's about kind of noticing patterns as well and it's it is really difficult because you have to notice everything to kind of figure out what exactly is going on um but yeah
1: yeah you're not
2: really
0: taught about the awareness of your body like when I was young I don't think anyone ever said to me like listen to your body and be aware of what's going on in it because it has so many messages and answers in there and especially like because I used to struggle with an eating disorder and from that like the disconnection Between my body, like I was just so in my mind, I would Mm. never think how my body felt. Or if I did, it was kind of like, okay, well, I don't care. I'm not going to listen because I've got shit to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're just in that autopilot mode. mm,
0: And it's just so interesting. I'd say, similar to you, like the past few years, I've really started to actually slow down and listen to the things that my body are telling me. And yeah, just become aware of it and be present in it because. Yeah, when when I was struggling, you kind of don't love your body and you Mm. don't want to be in it. But actually learning to embrace it and listen to what's going on inside of you actually can feel so empowering. So Do we
2: have
0: like
1: a small... Because this, what we're talking about, I feel like could feel really overwhelming. Like, how do I do that? How do I tap into my body? Like, I'm so disconnected. Mm. Do we have like one small like step that someone could just start with that feels like a manageable
2: way of trying to like bridge that gap? Yeah, I think for me, um, so it comes from DBT, so dialectical behavioral therapy. um, And it basically, it kind of talks about your emotions and your physical experience as you go through these emotions. Like how did you get from like a trigger to maybe uh, a behavior where you've acted out and something's happened. And through DBT, it tells you to kind of journal. Um, so my recommendation with a small step would be journaling. Um, but journaling, like an, like going through an event, like it's a story. So stay with me. (laughs) So if you feel slightly triggered by something, um, so yeah, I don't know, someone says something to you in the morning and it's kind of made you like feel a bit odd and you're kind of overthinking it and analysing it throughout the day. So writing down what happened, what was the initial, initial trigger and then writing down what was like my body feeling at the time? Like, was I feeling like was my hands clenched was my jaw clenched um did i feel sick like what was going on in your body and then kind of going through the day or whatever you know experience you were having and writing down everything that happened and i think that that kind of shows like an overview and the more that you do it you kind of understand that like i i i think things and I can be triggered by my environment and then I feel things inside my body and and then that makes me react and so there's like a a thought that sorry there's like an an environmental like effect that's happened to me there's thoughts there's feelings there's physical sensations and then I react to my environment and so it's like a cycle and I think journaling is key to that you have have to understand like the story of what's happened and the more you understand okay so when i get anxious um i always you know feel sick and so then you start going about your day and you're like hold on i feel a bit sick what, what's going on let, let me actually think about like has there been any triggers do i need to take a step back from what's happening do i need to you know self-soothe um and i think that that's a piece of advice that i would give to people in terms of like you know, in an actual like sexual
1: experience, is there anything that you like would tell people to like watch for, or like any like manageable steps that you could take in like an actual mm. sexual experience,
2: space of trauma? Um, I mean, I would journal afterwards, but I would just watch out for any strange physical um mm-hmm. experiences, and also do a bit of research because, like we were saying earlier. Like we're not told these things, so if mm-hmm. like you are experiencing you know um like even like is it called vagin vagin no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, so like that kind of like mm-mm, like it's not happening kind of thing, um okay. like your like literal vagina telling you that like what's what's going on there, like are you just zoning out what's going on there, but also just doing that research beforehand, this isn't normal you shouldn't be zoning out you shouldn't be you know crying afterwards um or in pain or in pain yeah
1: like and then feel crap after sex either like you shouldn't have sex and then just be like, mm. like yeah a bit low or a bit
2: weird or just like not right yeah
1: <clears throat>
2: I think that that's sometimes because mm, men's I think it's like an energy exchange isn't it like I think it's something about sometimes men's energy are just completely off (laughs) and just not good as well and then you're just like I've just got that now (laughs)
0: yeah I was watching the most recent sorry, this is a bit like random but I was watching the most recent series of Too Hot to Handle and on it they did this workshop and they were talking about how like when a man is inside you like that, that it does exchange energy and they were like it can stay there for like a long time unless you do like work to actually process it and work through it and all of these girls were like oh my god and it's it's just so interesting that that's on obviously Too Hot to Handle is such a huge program yeah That they are introducing stuff like that into it I think it's really powerful the Too just... Hot to
2: Handle exercises are lit aren't
0: oh, like, they, they they're great so-
2: good yeah I'm always like, like I want to be them before and I've been like okay yeah that's, that. I mean, yeah like I always want to do them yeah <laughs> I think should do it on Love Island that's what I think oh yeah, Love
0: God. Island challenges are awful they're so mm-hmm. boring they're just like let's all dress up in like as little clothes as possible and yeah let's just cover make ourselves out in cream yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. well that went off on a tangent definitely not my fault <laughs>
1: I thought of something that like I have been doing when yeah. I have sex. But I think one of the reasons that I feel like I can do this is because I'm now like in a very safe, like secure space to feel like I can like start exploring this. But now that I've like cultivated the awareness of like whether I'm really into it or not, mm. I've started saying no. And that's really scary to be like, you know what? I'm actually not into this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as women, that can feel so scary because we have been like conditioned to like worry about the male ego and it feels unsafe to Mm -hmm. say no or unsafe to be like, this isn't working because you're worried you're going to upset them. But I think that's one of the things that I've like recently started to work on is trying to be like, actually, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not into this like that stop that's do something different like mm. i did it recently and i was like no I, I i was just like aware that like he was absolutely trying his hardest to really turn me on and i was just like i'm not that here like i'm not present in this mm, like, no <laughs> I'm
2: not
1: really enjoying this like the way i should be and so i was just like that's stop mm. um And then, like, spoke it through a bit. And then I was like, okay, I feel like I just feel quite disconnected. So, like, we did some breath work together Mm. um, to, like, reconnect. And we're like, I I Googled a bit and it was like, if you spoon and do breath work together, it's meant to, like, really connect you. Mm. That, and, like, then was just, like, completely connected and had, like, really great sex. But, yeah, I feel like being able to say no and feel safe enough to say no, like, helps you reconnect with your body and like whether you're really interested in it or not in what's going on or not and then you can actually do active steps to bring yourself if you want to have sex with the person obviously
2: yeah yeah I, I think that's a great one like we should be saying no more yeah say no all the time but I think it's we are just encouraged to go along with things like we're just encouraged to be passive and we're just encouraged to facilitate the man's nut and I don't think that's okay so I think that yeah saying no is a massive massive thing for reclaiming your power and how great does it feel to say no I know that this is literally so like basic but unfortunately this is this is the case but how great does it feel to to say no and then it just being respected like it's such a like yes like I am being listened to and I'm being heard obviously it's crumbs but like as a woman it's it's so important you know to kind of get that validation and also just to be I have that kind of that validation of when I say no it's listened to and that's that yeah the person with should want you to really be
1: like in all in and like really enjoying it like they should 100% want want that for you yeah
2: and And if they they don't run run. yeah they
1: don't
0: run I love that piece of advice that should have been your piece of advice earlier (laughs) (laughs) they don't respect your boundaries run
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. a mile five miles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <A
1: million. laughs> as far as you can go mm-hmm. yeah
2: definitely knowing that.
1: what you like mm.
2: knowing
1: what you like yourself mm. and asking for it oh yeah for sure the understanding like this is what I really like like I feel like I've started to learn all these weird things that I like that I just didn't oh, know oh
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely like being... that could be fun as well as well
1: yeah. like, a fun thing to do like even
2: if you do it on your own yeah like, being a sexual body. being and being proud of it and like yeah I mean getting into your sexuality and yourself as a central person um is massive like I definitely have gone on a journey with that and kind of it's really difficult I think as a survivor of like sexual assault um to I think a lot of people actually become quite hypersexualized um, when something like this happens. So they see themselves as a tool for sex and that they could their value is within their sexuality. And I think that it's important to kind of go on a journey of understanding like what it is to kind of all consu- be consumed by what's happening and becoming hypersexualized as a result or reclaiming that power and using yourself as a sexual like having you know confidence in in yourself as a sexual being um but in your own way in your own terms and not seeking validation for that so like yeah doing little sexy dances in front of the mirror <laughs> um like self massage mm-hmm. you know the baths like i have a whole sexual playlist which is only for me like it's just for me it's only for like me time when i want to masturbate and um yeah just like taking nudes just feeling great and just being like i do all of this for myself and it's it's great and you can share them if you want to and if you feel safe to but it's like first and foremost this is about me you know Um, and knowing that it's just a part of you and it's not your whole self. Um, So yeah, definitely going on like a a journey of like your own sexual liberation um, and being really proud of that and knowing that it hasn't come from a person or what's happened. Um, Yeah, definitely. That is such a way to reclaim your body. Buy yourself sexy
0: underwear. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I honestly have like the most... Extra like masturbation routine. Oh my god, I like have a ritual bath with like, (laughs) like you said, oils, like petals, and then I do a full body massage and I like dance in front of the mirror, like covered in oil, and I'm like, I look
2: great. It's like 10 hours later, orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah,
1: and I like you said, like, have a playlist I listen to, Mm. like all of these things, but like that then tells you, like, what it is you really enjoy like what helps you really tap into your own body and then and then when you feel ready you can then use that with someone else to like tap into that like having great sex with someone else like this is what's going to make me feel really good
2: yeah yeah definitely I think that like also just yeah like we were saying earlier just learning about your own body and kind of relearning and undoing a lot of work that school has done and being like oh wow i have a clitoris like what is that like like let's actually explore this and talk it oh my god do you know what i actually think i've only just realized now is for me i think one of the the most healing and all of this and that we should encourage like every woman to do if they feel safe enough to do is talk to other women about sex like i feel amazing and I feel so in the zone when I have conversations about sex with other women um you know when you're just like wow and do you do it like this and what happens like this and like um like masturbation like like there's just so much to talk about and it feels great because you're learning also from you know another woman and it's kind of like so taboo still and so it feels like you're doing something like naughty, which you're literally not. <laughs> but it's it just like the feels
1: fucking to the patriarchy ever because literally. it's guiding other women to yeah. have great sex rather than relying on a man to create exactly. life, the tone of the sex that you're having.
2: Yeah. It feels so witchy as well. You're like, yeah. ah, let's think about all the other things we could do. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about yoni eggs and <laughs> yes.
1: different oils you can use (laughs) yeah 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 oh I love it okay I feel like on that note that's it's been a lovely conversation thank you so much I think we could talk about this for like literally hours like you said women talking about sex brings me so much joy yeah that's my soul on fire I love it so much because it feels like we're taking back our power (laughs) exactly Um, yeah. yeah But thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Thank you guys. Tell everyone like where they can find you if they want to come like learn some more about you. My Instagram is
2: at (laughs) Shay C H E Y Y full stop Soul. And um, yeah, I I post some videos about like this kind of thing and my experiences um so yeah that's where you can find me but thank you so much guys and I'm very grateful to be here um and just so proud of you guys setting up this podcast like it's so cool and I'm so looking <laughs> forward to like seeing more of, of like the people that you invite and just like your conversations in general I just think that you're very knowledgeable human beings and yeah thank you
0: oh thank, thank you, you, so
2: you.